Our best defense has been social distancing. No handshaking, staying home when you're sick, washing your hands frequently. Did you wash your hands? Welcome to a special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. As we continue to deal with the coronavirus pandemic that has affected the world over, your hosts, Alvin and Edmund, will be joined by medical professionals that will keep you informed, safe, and healthy inside and out. And now, here are your hosts, Alvin and Edmund. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? This is Alvin and Edmund. What's up, everybody? On The Real 1100. Man, what you got going on over there? Man, just a uh, few little notes that I uh, jotted down just to bring in, just in case I needed to use them today. You only got five pieces of paper. Yeah. <laughs> you have no clean sheets of paper on there. I actually do. I think I, got, I have two. Yeah. So look, we got, when we in the studio, Edmund uses up a whole notebook of paper, big sheet of paper just to write down a couple of notes. And you be writing so fast just in case you don't think I'm paying attention. It's like, what is he writing? You, you, you know what's funny? <laughs> Back in school, do you remember when they had the Trapper Keepers? The little clip thing? With the th- yeah, not not the three ring binder. Oh, you're talking about the... There was, it was a Trapper Keeper. Is that the punch? I don't know what is that. It was, it was the whole little binder okay. that you put all your stuff in, but it folded over like a briefcase. Oh, versus yeah. Versus just a three ring binder okay, that would okay, open okay, up okay, like okay, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I had I, you, you had one of those? I had one of those. I, I thought that was so dope. When they came out with that, I was like, oh, I'm definitely a he's businessman so now. Oh, he talking <laughs> about the little thing. Yeah. With the Velcro on it. Yeah. 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 Trapper Keeper. Oh. That was the joint. So, y'all, here we are still in the midst of the COVID-19 thing going on. And I heard today they're worried about another virus that's out that's kind of act as Lyme disease that could affect the kids and make them lose the use of their arms. And it's coming back. It's an old virus that was back way when is now it's coming back and they already got some kids that's already have actually lost the use of their permanently i don't know if it's permanent but it's it's something that's what what you say dj oh i'm just back here by myself i'm just oh my mind is going my mind is like what's what's on your mind what's on your mind i feel like you know i don't know i just feel like it's it's just too much stuff going on as well as planning you know what I'm saying? Right. So what now? I feel like it's a lot of planning going on, man. I don't know why. So I just would you, feel like it. You think it's something that they're planning? Where, where, I'm saying, where did the virus come from? The the, the So it's kind of like the malaria thing. It was here before. But now it's now. Remember when the smallpox was and then it was gone? And then now it came back again? Mm. Uh, because you remember, I don't know if you probably remember this. Remember they did the vaccination shots before we used to go to school years ago when we were really shorties? You had to take a vaccination shot to come back to school. You remember that, right? Okay, so you had to take a vaccination shot to go to school back okay. when you first, at least that's what we did at school. Now, uh, <laughs> apparently you, you didn't have to do no, that. No, I'm, I was thinking the tuberculosis shots and all the other vaccination shots that Yeah, did you, you have get, to take you that? Know, but yeah. you're saying specifically go, go, to go to school. To, to return to school in the, in the new yeah. year. You had yeah. the vaccination shots, right? Yeah. So then, now they've watered down. I don't know what they're doing with these, these different vaccinations. I don't, really don't even know. Jerry says planning. Well, I tell you what, they may be planning, but some folks show dying that I know that's working in the medical field. A friend, my niece, I talked to her today before I came in, mm-hmm. and she's a nurse. She works at the hospital as well. Uh, and she, you know, when you hear the stories about what they actually see, yeah. and some of the doctors, like Dr. Hines uh, mentioned to me, and she'll probably mention it on the air, that the flu is back. She said she diagnosed her first case of the flu. Yeah, I heard that. And so it's hard for me to... Man, 
it's hard for me to think anything when when I'm if I'm not a doctor and uh one of my friends or people I know is in the hospital working mm-hmm. and they come home in tears because they losing people that they trying to save I can't give them nothing but just credit to keep doing what they're doing because it could be in me that me there the next day exactly and you know so I just I try not to give them anything other than because I can't imagine my wife or my kids or somebody working in the hospital and then it's like daily it's like I I can't say these people I'm trying and then to come back and I tell them anything like it's a conspiracy and you see them crying be like I tried to say this little kid or I tried to say this this father or son or whatever and they because they wouldn't wear their mask or something like that so it's hard the reason why I push back on stuff when I hear anything that looks like a conspiracy theory is like work in the hospital for a little while just work in the hospital just for a little while Mm -hmm. And then come back and tell me what you feel about it. That's the reason why I'd be giving the pushback. But until it's you, it's... It got to come from somewhere, man. It got to come from somewhere. Meaning the virus has to come from somewhere. But now... Who, it has who, to be projected. It has to be pushed out, projected in some way, shape, or form. You cannot tell me with all of this corruption going on there's not somebody behind the scenes pushing a button causing these problems for the regular citizens of America to suffer from. So I'm not I'm not debating the uh who's saying this on now that we find love, what are we gonna do? Here we so, oh, yeah. here, okay, now that we're here, I don't care about how it's getting out there, but now that we're here, what can we do? I, I care because I'm, the reason why I No, I said I know it's 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 not I can't do anything about see, I don't know how like I'm going to tell you this guy's name, President Trump. He allowed, he uh, pardoned this guy that they know was doing wrong. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't, but there's nothing I could do about it. I know I, I can see it doing, being right. done in my face and I can complain about it and talk about it on the radio. But how much effort, what, what is that going to do for me? I mean, it's causing nurses to come home crying. Yeah, so but I'm saying, I, but what can I, I, I don't know what to do you, about it. But what can us do? But we so uh-uh. host. Now. What, can, what can we do? What do you, what do you suggest we... Uh, what, what, I mean, I'm open to suggestions, y'all. I mean, I really wish we ain't never really had control. I hate to even say it like that, but exactly. And but what do you do? I mean, what can you do? You know what I'm saying? That's the question. I feel like I, f- I don't know. Me personally, I just feel like you know, in order to get to the main uh, 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 problem, is to you feel me unite come together in some way shape or form but it's again it's so much stuff going on at one time yeah by the time you fix up something for something something else can happen always so yeah it's it's uh i i do understand conspiracy theories and things like that because you have to wonder why is this happening people always want to know the why so why did this happen and who caused it and i get that but i always like to try to (laughs) I always like to, what, what happened. Uh, no, I was listening. I just like to try to attack the problem. I mean, once it's there, let's just let me get in here and try to see what I can do to help or end or fix it. But the person that caused it, I I, I don't know what to do about that person. I, I can't. I don't and, know what to do with it. And him. that's my biggest concern when it comes in this whole situation. You know, it's crazy that you say that because um, with this disease out now, mm-hmm. with this disease out now. It's a per- if a person say they tested positive for COVID nineteen, mm-hmm. they tested positive, they say home, they sit home, right? And I'm and I actually know this person. She's mm. sitting home ten days. She go back and get tested. She's negative. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that raises a lot of questions because in that case, what's the vaccine for? 
you know, in that case, why is something popping up and disappearing out of the blue without no treatment, no nothing? And that's my that's my main concern. That's my main question of just all of this stuff. You know, is you mean so she she went she so she was uh, in quarantine for ten days. Ten days. And then after ten days, the virus was gone out of the system. Gone. So when they said do fourteen days quarantine, mm-hmm. is it possible that they got it pegged right at this fourteen days on the on the nose, or are they giving you a window of fourteen days to come back and then it should be gone out of your system? You see what I'm saying? Is it is it they got the they said stay in quarantine for 14 days. Is it 14 days scientifically proven or they given 14 days for it to completely go on your system? Like when you take an antibiotics, if you ever had a cold and they give you antibiotics, they say take the whole, all of it. Mm-hmm. And some people stop taking it before the whole seven days and over and then it's gone out of their system. So I guess mm-hmm. I'm not as on the 10 or 14, seven days or 10 days. I mean, mm-hmm. 10 days or 14 days. It's just the fact that what if she had went on the ninth day and it was gone or what if the quarantine actually only requires eight days as opposed to 14 days. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, the way I look at it as, I feel like, you know, it's a lot of programming going on when it comes down to it because the logical way, if it's really a big concern with the COVID-19, you know what I'm saying? The logical way is to stop bills. I, I say this all the time. Stop bills. Stop people coming together. You know what I'm saying? Stop, mm-hmm. making, pe- stop making people go out there and work, sacrificing their lives bes- besides the nurses, Besides the grocery store, besides, you know, all the uh, essential workers or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But don't come out here and have people force people to, to, um, ah, I got you. All right, look, y'all, we're going to go ahead on. <laughs> about to get this show show started. Mr. Evan, yeah, I see you. getting in. a little you, deep you, there, one. You, you want to put something on the plate? No, no, I was just sure? listening. Go yeah. put something on the plate. No, no, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I was you just sure listening. you don't put something on the plate? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, we were just talking about. It. I, I guess I do understand when people talk about uh, was it true or was it real and what's happening or what's the cause of it, and, and that's that's a legitimate question. I mean, people people want to know. It's like, why is this happening now? What's going on? All this corruption. Are y'all doing this to make some money? And a lot of those unknowns happen. And I can understand people asking that question. I really can because I'm I'm not a flu. I'm not a person that like like taking any kind of like flu shots and all those kind of things. I've never taken a flu shot. Okay. I was like, I'm going to need not to do that. Now, if I catch the flu, then if I had to go to the doctor at that point, then yeah. But to just take a shot to prevent something. There was this one. I, you remember we did this show talking about there was a shot. There was, I think it was a papillon or something kind of test to uh, treat kids, stop kids from catching uh, cancer, getting some type of cancer cell. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Doc, when we get on the phone, asking him about he'll know what we're talking about. But they would give you a shot to prevent you from these kids at a certain age between 14 and 21 to prevent them from getting this cancer cell. I'm like, why are you giving them a shot to prevent this unless they and they may not even catch the cancer? Hmm. But there was some type of they came out with and it's called Papillomonas. I can't remember exactly the name, but I'm gonna ask Doctor because we on. because we said it's okay. That's yeah. it, and it's that's again going back to just programming. Mm. That's that's what it is. You know, somebody tell you if your boss tell you to be at work at one, a certain time, don't right. matter what pandemic going on, you got to be there because guess what? You're going to be put on your behind with nothing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just the program. So I don't know. Oh, that, that is uh, coming live in Technicolor from uh, DJ 90. Yes, so we're going to gonna get this show started because <laughs> we got Doc uh, on the other line waiting on. So we're going to get through this real quick. We'll be right back. This is Alvin and Edmund on The Real 1100.
decided I don't want to sing it by myself anymore. So I invited some of my dear friends to help me sing about freedom and cause it to ring. Rejuvenation for youthfulness and beauty is trending worldwide. People are getting laser hair removal, Botox, dermal fillers, skin brightening, tightening, lifting, and reshaping. SmartPlex ATL, a comprehensive medical spa located in East Cobb, 4799 Old Town Parkway. You can also visit us online at SmartPlexATL.com. Dr. Alexander and his team enjoy pampering you while you receive customized treatments in a beautiful, calming, zen-like atmosphere. SmartPlex ATL, we are your Hollywood destination for exciting, youthful rejuvenation. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. This is Alvin. And Edmund. Really, 1100. Hey, man, what's in that bottle right there? It look like it might be. You got some more. Um, Which one? That little one right there. The small one? That one. This one? What are you pointing at? I'm holding it. Yeah. This one? Oh, hand sanitizer. Okay. It's just uh, a refill bottle. It's not the, the good stuff that I normally have. Okay. All right, look, we're going to bring Doc in. Doc, you on the line with us? Talking. Yeah, Doc. Doc. Doc, can you hear us, Doc? Hello? Doc? Doc? Sound like he may have been on another another line or yeah. something. All right, yeah, so we'll give Doc a sec to uh, call back in. Yeah, yeah. we, we was trying to... Uh, okay, I think we got him now. We got him? Doc, you there? 
Doc, can you hear us? Uh, I don't know. We keep losing. We keep losing them. I think we having technical difficulties over here. Doc, he's speaking with someone. We can, it sounds we, like. We, I think the board. Something's going on. All right. <clears throat> but anyway, yeah, we was trying to get Doc. We having technical problems over there. Uh, I don't know what's going on right there by your hand. That right there. What, this. Yes. This is my top of my pen. Oh, I was like, okay, I couldn't. No, nah, okay. it's top of my pen. I thought I was like, I'm holding the bottle. I know, right? What is, what is he talking about? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, Kent. We having something wrong with our phone system. But Doc, you there? All right. Well, till he calls back in. Um, All right, let's go and rock roll here. Yeah. yeah, we have. We was. Uh, so I was telling Edmund today we've been having a lot of uh, recalls uh, for some reason. A lot of food recalls. Food recalls yeah. as well as hand sanitizer. Food recall, recall? hand sanitizers. What are and some everything. of them? So, uh, so let me read off some to you. I know the hand sanitizer. And they were saying it was ten hand sanitizers that they were. Do you know the brand? Uh, yes, I do. I'm, uh, and what was the reasoning for the recall on the uh, hand sanitizer? What they were saying it was causing it was um, irritating the skin, caused people hand skin to peel and everything. Okay. I, I don't know if it was the. Uh, I think you mentioned something about the alcohol or something. No, n- not the alcohol. Um, what I heard, if it's correct, the correct uh, element, uh, menthol, menthol, or something uh-huh. to that degree. It's supposed to be some kind of um, chemical that's okay. in it that's causing issues as well. Uh, major issues, even more major than just your hands drying out. Oh, what it was it yeah. causing? Because the alcohol itself, it, it, it dries out. What it does, it, it removes like all the moisture and the oil content in your skin. Okay. So with uh, my brand, hand sanitizer that I bring in, that's why I add the aloe. Okay. Yeah, to re-moisturize the skin naturally. I think it's working now, Doc. Good Good afternoon. Good afternoon. What's up, Doc? How are you doing today? Yeah, we had a little technical problem there, Doc. We don't know what it was, but uh, we got you now. Well, that's why you got those engineers over there. Them guys are brilliant. Yes. You know? uh, yes looks, he looks, has it under control. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, Doc. How's everything going, man? Man, it's a beautiful day. You yes, know, um, you know, I I, I I get so discouraged some days, you know, and, and it's great when I get to get, talk to you guys because, you know, on a, on a Wednesday I hear the president say that, uh, you know, all the kids, uh, they, they're, they're so healthy that uh, they don't get corona. And then, you know, I know in my heart that they're walking like little time bounds because they get like 10 times more viral load than the adults do. And then they go home and they pass to all the adults who are very, very um, susceptible to this disease. But not only that, I'm so concerned because, you know, 50 percent of African-American kids are the ones that actually get this disease. Forty three or so percent of um Hispanics are getting disease, only 7% of Caucasians. So when I see them pushing our schools to go back, what are they doing? Mm. Doc, for, from a scientific uh, standpoint with research, why do you think that is? This is such a high demographic of the black community, brown community, that is, uh, as far as the children, contracting uh, COVID well, versus you know, the others? I, it's, it's almost the same percentage as the adults. So I think it may have to do with the dietary habits of the household. Okay. And, you know, when you look at the dietary ha- habits of uh, especially inner city, we, uh, and I can't just say inner city. I mean, because, you know, we've had some, some prominent people uh, pass away recently, you know, who had uh, COVID. But I think a lot of people are walking around malnutritioned. Mm. And 
So, you know, Biggie's right, got vitamin D, you know, your magnesium, your zinc, all the things we've been talking about before. And so the nutritional um, deficits that we're walking around with makes us more susceptible. At least that's what the science is starting to, to show. Okay. Is that it's the nutritional deficits. Um, and and it, it's not that we, we have a weaker um, gene pool or society, whatever. It has to do with that. You know, now I'm not going to go any more speculation than that. I think that's deep enough. But, um, you know, we do have to be mindful that, you know, if these kids are walking around with this virus and they are much more infective at that point, then our teachers are at risk and definitely everybody at home. And, and you know, the thing is, when your kids come home, you're not wearing a mask all day with your child. Mm hmm. And so the chances of you getting that disease and, and succumbing to it is very, very high. And that concerns me that when people know that a community is very susceptible to a very highly deadly, contagious virus, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's a good question. How come we're not protecting that community? Why are we making these kids go back to school? Yeah. We know during this time of year it is the most infective time of the year for flu viruses, colds, sinus congestions, um, every kind of infective disease there is when kids are together and then they bring it home. That's when these things spread. It's not just because it's wintertime. It's because they're grouped together. We saw that in Georgia a couple weeks ago. It had nothing to do with uh, wintertime. It had to do with, because it was in the summer, these kids were at a camp. And and over 200 and something out of 500 kids got it within the short period of time they were at camp. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's close proximity that is spreading the disease. That's why we talked about social distancing. So now we're going to put these kids in a classroom. We're going to put them on a school bus. We're going to put them in a lunchroom where they need to eat, and they're laughing and joking and playing around. We're going to put them in um, uh, situations where they, they, they have to have close contact playing basketball and, and, and running bases playing uh, softball, you know, when you're not even doing that with professional athletes, when you're you're making sure that they, you know, are completely disease-free, yeah. but now you're going to put these kids back and you know that they are carrying disease? Mm. Yeah, Doc. It, it, so it points to the numbers for me. It's like, statistically speaking, what you were saying is that African Americans are more susceptible to, to catching the virus. We already have uh, health challenges for economical reasons and many other reasons. And then we end up the one that's affected the most. And it's like, it's not, it's not, you hear some people say population control, and I can see that, but it seems like a population control of a certain culture, in my opinion. So I'm saying this for those that mean, I just feel like it's not right to send those kids to school, back to the teachers, back to our community. Because if my nephew that's out there that's nine years old takes him home to his aunt, his grandmama, then what's going to happen for us? We're the one that don't have the best health in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. We don't eat right. We don't do a lot of the things, but it seemed to impact us the most. But that's just me. So it feels like yeah. a population control to me. You know what? Let's just stop being nice about this thing. Let's just stop being nice. Let's stop being cordial. Let's stop trying to be politically right. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a president that steps up on the, uh, the the stage on the national stage, and you know, openly says racist things. Yep. Yeah. And then we get no support within the communities that need it the most. You know, as a matter of fact, they're withdrawing support and they're forcing these people to go back. When we see him sue 
one of the largest cities where there's African-Americans, you know, congregating. And he sues them, you know, not the, the president, but the governor who's supporting the president. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Somebody be, needs to be asking. I'm, we're asking the question, but somebody needs to now put a face on the question. Yeah. Because this is no longer subliminal. It's being put in your face. Yes. It's putting right in your face. And the, the medical people, if you listen to Sanjay Gupta, if you listen to the infectious disease people that they're bringing on the air now, these people are saying this is egregious behavior, that this mm -hmm. is irresponsible behavior. And so in our own community, we got to stop being politically right for other people. We got to be politically right for this community right here, and we got to call it what it is. This is, in my estimation, when I see this, and I, you know, because no other community would do this. When they see these kinds of deaths, when they see these kind of numbers, when you're saying 50, over 50% of the people, that means one in two mm -hmm. of people get it. One in two are getting this. Okay, so of everybody who gets it, one, when you say over 50%, mm -hmm. it's over one in two. So I'm looking at you, I'm looking at me. One of us going to get it. Yep. Wow. And that. Okay. So if yeah. that's the case, then what is this? And then, and then, Doctor, the worst part about it is, like, some of us are so programmed or used to doing things a certain way, like for church. I heard some in my own African community, community church, like, well, this is a war on Christianity, and it made me so furious to hear that. Till I just, I couldn't even respond. That they so anxious to let, we need to get back into the church and we need to pray. Don't you see that when you get into a congregation of church people, you're getting the whole church sick. But we so used to, well, we just, we got, I think this is a war. And I had a really good friend of mine that I do know. He really believes in, you know, we need to stand up as a people and this Christian. And I try not to even get involved with that. <laughs> but I'm like, listen, you, you, you got people around you dying that look like you. And you still want to be politically correct about, I don't want to say this about other people that are doing this to me. Well, you know, I, I don't mind the churches getting involved as long as they get in, involved. The uh, right way. Yeah, to get involved responsibly. Help. Exactly. You know? Yeah, if you're going to motivate, motivate your base, then tell the base what's going on. Yes. Tell yes. the base that Give them some options. Christianity is on, on being attacked. Our community is being attacked. The, the brown and the black people are being attacked. Poor white people are being attacked. Mm -hmm. you know, there is a problem. And, and, and people are using this to get back in office. Yep. They're, using, they're using people as a pawn for political purposes. Yep. And that is not what the system is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about, you know, a, a community community united. The people. You know, we're supposed to be under, united under one flag. Mm -hmm. The United States of America. All the states, all the people of America united under one thing. Mm -hmm. But that's not what's happening. There's an attack on communities within this United States of, of America. And we have to protect ourselves. And right now we need to start telling the truth. So Doc is telling the truth. Yeah, this is a form of political genocide wow. on people, and it's affecting our house. That's what it is. I see a community that should be protected being exploited. Yep. And then we, and then the worst part about it, we are exploited, but then we are participating in the exploitation. Like we having these parties, we doing volunteer, like, just like volunteer. Like what are y'all doing? Having these big pool parties. And you already know what's going on. Why are you out here blocking the streets and doing donuts in the streets, all of us together without a mask on? All this just ludicrous stuff. I'm like, some of this well, stuff we could do something by ourselves. 
we have to do is we have to get them to look at the news. I was you know, just about to say that, Doc. <laughs> Go ahead. We've got to get them to look at the news because young people aren't looking at the news. Mm-hmm. But they don't believe it when they see it, though, Doc. No, it's not just that. I mean, think about where you were when you were 20, when you were 30, okay? You know, looking at CNN and CNBC and all that kind of stuff, that was what old people did. Right. You know, and, 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 and I was a part of that. And so, you know, when I was riding in my car and I heard the music going, you know, and all of a sudden news came on, I changed the station. <laughs> right. So, so they truly are uninformed. And what we have to do now is we have to be the leaders of the community. We are older. We're seeing it. We are watching the news. We say, you know what? Sit down and watch this with me. Watch mm-hmm. this with me. And let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's look at what's going on. Mm-hmm. Because it's no longer hitting just older people. It's hitting younger people, too. This thing is serious. And we have not gotten into the second phase yet. Lord, help us when we hit the second phase. I think about that all the time, Doc. I really do. I, you know, but yeah. I will say I'm grateful for my immediate family, my cousins and all those. We constantly are on the phone saying we're not coming to visit. We don't even, none of our family visit each other anymore mm-hmm. until we get some control over this. Oh, and what's going on? And, that, and that's a hard thing to do. It is, but we're on the phone, we're Zooming, yeah. we're doing this, that, and the third. But for us to congregate as a whole group yeah. family, we ain't been, we, we just like, we're going we gonna to ride this one out. It's a way to protect each other. You yeah, know? we don't, we still, don't do that because we got elderly people we're like, okay, we can't take that chance. It's, it's the survival of the community. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. You know? Doc, you got yeah. another full 15 minutes. We gave you a fresh. We, we got another fresh 15 minutes. So let's talk we'll talk about your topic that you want to talk about, all right? I, I don't know that I got 15, but we'll see. I'll do as much as I can, okay? Uh, okay, so, right. I, so I got patients coming in. Okay. So anyway, you know, um, we, we may not get to the whole topic, but let's just let's just get people thinking a little bit. Okay, let's uh, go with that. Let's so go I'll with that. Introduction, and we may finish it next week. Or we might finish today. Okay. So let's, let's think about something that, that, that has been the big controversy anyway. You mm-hmm. know, the, it's been the politics against science. You know, at, when when we were all young, we kind of admired scientists. Yeah, wow. yes, yeah. I wanted they, to be one. <laughs> right, right. Yes, and, and because they asked questions, and then they did what? They investigated. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And and what we didn't realize was that you know science has been going on all, all along, and and there are people who take science and they abuse it. Mm. Okay, and so you know, think about an example here. Why is it that, you know, if I take care of a female patient, and she's a patient of mine, okay, that um, legally, they have, they have said legally, you cannot sleep with her even if you guys love each other. It's illegal for me to have a relationship with one of my patients. Why is that? Hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, you know, and people say, well, you know, you just shouldn't do it. Well, but there's a reason why you shouldn't do it, because... As a scientist, I do an investigation into the background and the emotions of the individual. And then I can use that individual to manipulate their behavior. Yep, the weaker vessel. Science. Mm. Science. Yeah. So, 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 what we, so you would put me in jail for that. But, but we don't put the food industry who has done the same thing. Uh, we don't put them in jail. Okay, okay. Okay, so science came out and said, you know what, let's try to figure out what makes you hungry, what makes you crave, or how these, these substances work. And they figured out that, you know, we have, a, we have a gut that responds certain ways, we have the brain that's involved, we have the pancreas that's involved. 
And so the brain and the gut kind of respond to when your sugar is high and when your sugar is low. Okay. The brain, not as much when the sugar is, is high um, because it's more directly in the gut. But for simplicity purposes, you know, when the blood sugar is high, when it's low, the brain gets involved. When the blood sugar is real low, the brain definitely, because the first thing that the body says is we've got to protect the brain. The brain needs a small amount of sugar that's protected. And you start getting lightheaded, dizzy, you start getting cravings in your stomach, and you say, ooh, I need a little something, and you drink a little, you know, if you're a diabetic and it's low, you drink a little orange juice, and it shoots back up. It spikes, right? Okay. If you get too much blood sugar, then your pancreas kicks in, and you get this, this substance called insulin. Everybody knows about that. Everybody's heard about insulin. Yes. And it brings the blood sugar down. Okay. Okay? And what we figured out is there's certain substances that can make your blood sugar spike, and then you kind of crash mm. and then you're hungry. Yep. And, they, and scientists, the scientists gave that information out there. They, they published it. And the food industry said, oh, my goodness. If I take a little bit of MSG Come and on, put man. it in your food, yep. you know, I can affect two areas of your brain. Okay, one of them is going to make your body think that you got some good protein. But mm -hmm. when the body finally realizes it didn't get the protein, you're going to get hungry. That's right. So that's the what the, part, that's what the MSG ahead. does, Doc. That's what MSG. MSG. Okay, because okay, I, I hear that a lot. Uh, I don't think I've ever heard it explained in that way, and I, I, I hear it in a lot of the foods that are just quick, easy to prepare, or fast food, or, or all that type of stuff. So to know that information, thank you. I mean, I, I just want to be clear on that. All right, cool. Go ahead. All right, and so here's another one that MSG does. It stops a signal in the brain. So hmm. when you eat food and you get hungry, right, so you eat, and then there's a point at which you're supposed to stop when you have enough food. When you're full, okay. When you're full, right. When, you, when your body has had enough, okay, and it's not when it gets stretched out to the point where you're over full, but that's what's <laughs> happening now. It's when you get nice, it's this chemical in the brain called leptin is released, and it says to the body, hey, you don't need any more. You're good. But what MSG does is it stops the release of leptin. Mm. And so you keep eating and you keep feeling like you're hungry. So wow. they put the MSG, they sneak it in so that you keep wanting to eat. What types now, of food is it in? Oh, it's in um, MSG is monosodium glutamate. And, um, it, you know, you, it's famous for being in Chinese food. And the ramen a lot noodles. Of Chinese restaurants have taken it out, and that's why you would say later, you know, I eat this Chinese food, man. I feel like I ain't nothing, you know. But yet, Pizza. you don't had all this rice, and you had chicken, and you had all kinds of stuff. Why shouldn't you be full? Because if you cook chicken in your house and you eat some rice, you're full. But when right. you eat Chinese food, you're not full because they were putting MSG in it. Hmm. So you can't be. That, that thing that said you're full, even though your stomach is, is, is feeling like it's full, but you're feeling like you need something. The other thing is, if I throw some salt in there, okay, if I throw some salt in there, it makes you crave sugar. Hmm. So, when you go to your famous fast food restaurant with the arches, <laughs> and you get, out, the, you get the bread, well, okay, another one is sugar itself causes cravings. So now, you take, well, let's, 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 let's break it down a little bit, since we got a couple minutes here. Let's break it down. So we'll take bread, white flour. Okay. It causes cravings, too. Now, how does it do it? The first thing is we take all the nutrients out of the flour. The second is we make it GMO, okay, because the flour is GMO. So we strip all of the nutrients out, 
And now what you have is have a carbohydrate that can turn into basically sugar. But to make sure that it turns into a sugar, we add a little high fructose corn syrup, which is a very concentrated sugar, and we put that in the dough. Hmm. Okay? So now when you eat that burger or whatever, well, I'm going to make sure that I put some salt in there too because salt <laughs> what? It makes you crave what? Sugar. Sugar. Yeah. So when you eat a burger, what do you have to have with your burger? A milkshake <laughs> or a Coke. Right, right. You got to have a milkshake or a Coke because you're craving sugar. Mm. And now you get that spike in the sugar. You get that spike and then you get that decrease. And it causes what? Hunger. But you're full. But you're not full. So now you're because overeating. You shut off the system. And so you want something after you had your fries, which are salty, because it turns on the system, right? Hmm. And you had. Uh, your trans fats, okay, we didn't talk about that, but trans fats also do the same thing. They create cravings, all right? That's that, the trans fat. That's that bad fat that they, they um, that uh, hydrogenated oil and stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. So they put the trans fats in there. All right, so you get the trans fats, you got the bread, you got the high fructose corn syrup, and so now you got your coat. You get that spike, and then it, all of a sudden you start to crash. Your insulin comes in, and it says, wait a minute, we got low blood sugar. So now it says, whoa, we need something. And what do you crave? Something sugary again. So after you had your big meal, you know you're sitting there and your stomach is tight. And then you say, ah, oh, man, I need something good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So by the time you eat all this, Doc, your body is so confused, it doesn't know whether to stand up or sit down. <laughs> That's exactly what it's designed. It's designed to shut off certain <laughs> systems and to activate the other ones so that wow. you come back for more. Wow. So that when you leave the Golden Arches, you'll grab that ice cream cone while you're sitting in the parking lot fi- finishing off that, that meal. <laughs> okay. When, you, you, when you're sitting over at, at, at um, Dave's, you know, he's going to give you a Frosty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. yeah. So, so we, we have to understand that people are manipulating us without us knowing it. They're playing with our bodies. They're playing with our minds. And they're actually manipulating our brain directly with the foods that we eat. They're shutting off the hormones that should say, you know what, you had enough. So now you're causing obesity. And then what do you do? Okay, so now we put you into a whole other system. See, we take you from a healthy system, and we take you from the restaurant system mm-hmm. where they're making money on you, and now we put you in the healthcare system. Mm. Wow. And the healthcare system is not trying to get you healthy because they're not preaching prevention. Nope. They're, they're preaching disease treatment. Mm. That's what we're dealing with with COVID right now. We're not preaching prevention. Well, you know, a lot of people are now by saying social distancing, wearing your mask, et cetera. Yes. Okay. But the biggest prevention would be what? Not just those. I mean, you've got to do those. Mm-hmm. But to make sure that if, if and when, because the virus is going to get past your mask, the virus is going to get past, you know, your, your, your defenses, uh, as far as your external defenses. If we build the internal defenses, then you don't have people going into the ICU. They might get sick, but they're not going into the ICU. Mm-hmm. And you've been saying that from day one, Doc, and that was one of the key factors that I made sure I remember during this entire uh, situation that we're dealing with is you said to try to get your body healthy. That way you can defend 
you know, whatever's going on or coming your way, if you if you get it, you know, and that was one of the things you were saying, the vitamin D, you know, vitamin C, the sunshine, the eating, you know, elements, all, all of that, drinking water, getting rest, that whole nine. So, yeah, big ups on that from day one, like you've been saying that. So thank you for that information. Hopefully our listeners have, you know, taken that into their minds and, and they, you know, make a better it. thought and do something mm-hmm. with it and have done something with it. And it's, it's hopefully it's not too late, you know, even moving forward, you know, and they can tune in and, and get some of the good recipes that Alvin uh, puts together that does not include GMO. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yep. You know, so so here's one. I'm going to let you guys break it down real quick cuz like we got about we, we got about 3 or 4 minutes left. Yeah. So break this one down. Break down pizza for me, fellas. Break it down. Oh man, you got to talk about pizza. Break it down. Just okay. break it down. All right. So we got bread, we got cheese, we got sauce, we got uh the meat and we got uh, a few vegetables if you get your banana peppers, your tomatoes and and your um green green peppers on there. Okay, so when we talk about the way that, that we get manipulated with our with our foods and stuff and, and how it causes cravings, and I know we've all eaten pizza and yes. felt like we needed something good afterwards, as heavy as pizza is. A cold it, beer. It, it, I was just crazy. about to say. Yeah. Cold cravings, right? Right. Yes. Beer, coke, something. Got to have yes. it. So yes. so why is that? Okay, first thing, flour. What kind of flour are you using? Enriched. Bleached. Enriched. White flour, right? Okay. Bleached. Enriched. Right, right. Okay. Um some of them use the, the, the trans fat in there. There's trans fat with the cheese and things like that, you know, because they don't really use 100% cheese anymore. It's usually a cheese food of some sort because they have to make it so fast. Mm-hmm. Then what else we got? We got salty toppings on it, right? Mm-hmm. Then what about in the sauce? You always put a little sugar in the sauce because it's got to be sweet, and they're putting sugar in the dough now, especially depending on which place you go to. Now, in New York City, they don't, you don't taste the sugar in the, in the dough as much. But in the South, you know, all that dough is kind of a little sweet. Mm. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, you know, it's got high fructose corn syrup in it, right. and so that's what makes you, you, you know, you can't eat one or two pieces. You want that third or fourth piece, and you be like, "Dog, I'm full," but I want something good. Yep. Wow. <laughs> Manipulating us inside and out, and inside and out. That's that's you know that's our motto: good health inside and out. <laughs> All right, so let's recap. All right, so the things that you need to look out for, number one, high fructose corn syrup, right? Okay. Number two, refined sugar. Number three, flour. Number four, MSG. Number five, salt. And number six, trans fats. What's the top three? Salt, salt. sugar, and trans fats. Trans fats. Yes. Wow. Doc, I'm going to tell you, that was a great message. And, and I think we're going to start talking more about the stuff we put in our body with this flu season going around now, starting, yes. and with the COVID not getting any better, all we could do is what we could do, and that's to educate the listeners on how to stay ready, get ready, so you don't have to stay ready. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and and I like the fact that you you really give us some good information. The thing that breaks my heart the most though is you can tell people don't eat this, don't eat a lot, change your diet, don't eat like this because you want something to fight with and people will not listen, even if it's coming from our own people. But you, you know what? I've told you this, Al. I was like, you know, sometimes people have to hear something a different way or from somebody else. You can't get upset <laughs> if they don't hear you. You know, the right people that can say it can can make people hear it. And they live it. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So it's coming from and a place of experience. Thing too is, think about your kids. Think about your kids. Think about the people around you. Think about your, your relatives, people that you know. It's not... You know, a lot of times you will not get credit for what you said. Mm-hmm. But you know what? You, you, you are getting credit for the seed that you plant because maybe they didn't respond to you. 
but that seed dropped down in somewhere and they forgot that you were the one that said it. Doc, let me, uh, Doc, I want you to. They were able to receive it later because the seed was planted. Doc, so all we're doing is planting seeds. Yes, sir. I just need you to defend one thing for me. Not, I want you to yes. clear something up for me because I had yes. a listener who just sent me a text and said he started off talking about uh, war on science. Uh, I guess they're thinking that we deviated off and said that has nothing to do with the war on science, and maybe they didn't understand where you were going. Can you recap for them and explain them what you mean when you say a war on science? Yeah, well, you know, what I'm saying is is that science is good and that, you know, there has been a political machine that has tried to negate the relevance of science. You know, when they started talking about the fact that hydroxychloroquine wasn't good for you, it was because they went and they did the studies and found out that it did more harm than good. And yet we had a president who was pushing this, this agenda, and we have another Republican that's pushing the agenda for people to take it because they bought all these doses and thought they were going to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, they're willing to push it on you in spite of the fact that COVID causes heart disease, and so does hydroxychloroquine. So why the hell am I going to put two things in my body that can kill my heart? Wow. Mm. And why would science. I do it? So, so the science... It's not bad. The science is good. It's when you use it for evil. Mm. Thank you for that recap, Doc, because I had to defend what, what our good people are talking about. I think uh, the listener probably got that that time. So thank you so much, Doc. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. Thank you. Appreciate you. Love you guys. Talk to you next week. All right. Be right, safe. Be blessed, Doc. All right. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Alexander talking about a lot of different things. Yeah, that a lot was of deep. good stuff. Yeah. Dr. Hines is not on the line. Yeah, this is uh, not, okay. Yeah, so we're going to uh, take a quick break. We'll right. be right back. Uh, more with uh, old fashioned health, good health inside and out.
right, y'all. We are back. All right. So we have Dr. Hines on the line with us now. Dr. Hines? Hey, how are y'all doing? Doing well, lady. How you doing? I'm great. I'm great. How much you know about Aretha Franklin Rocksteady? I was sitting there. I was grooving. I was like, I know you are not getting ready to interrupt the queen. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can put, I can, I can just be on hold and we're going to let queen finish. Let it, let it play through, right? <laughs> Doc, thank you so much for calling in. We really appreciate you as always. No problem. I understand, do it. I understand you had a, an amazing show earlier today. Yes, she did, and I was able to check it out, Doc. Congratulations oh, wow, on everything. Thanks. Yes. Thanks so much. Yes. And I, I just got to give you a little check on your musical selection. Um, I like, <laughs> okay. I like the, the you. your, um, what we call it, your soundtrack for the show today. Uh, Thank I really you so enjoyed much. that, that BG staying alive, that I will survive, and uh, the way you ended right. it out with Journey. So uh, on top of all the great topics that you uh, spoke on, you know, so it was a good, great show. Thank you so much. You're I appreciate welcome. that. Oh, she gets the glowing on the radio. You should see it. I, I, I see, you see how she be yeah, doing? Yeah. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> she, I'm like, and she's sitting over here in, out, in, like, in my oh, mic. You know, right. When she did the show. Trying to be all cute and She's still doing a whole lot with this live stream. And did you realize the voice kind of changes? Always. Yeah, don't just like Ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. Yeah, ever so slightly. Okay, Doc, go ahead on. You can defend yourself now. How you doing, Doc? Go ahead and tell, tell, tell I, us about I'm your good. show. I'm good. I'm <laughs> good. You know what? I can't with y'all. <laughs> you do a great job, Doc. So what you going to talk to us about Thank today? You. Um, so, you know, just giving, just sharing some tips from today's show. Um, so had a very, very special guest. So she is my aunt mm -hmm. um, and um, she is a COVID-19 survivor. And, um, you know, so, of course, while she was going through this, this was a very scary time for our family um, because, like many families, you have a loved one that gets COVID-19. You really don't know how it's going to go. Right. Yes. Um, you know, because she is, and I'm not going to tell her age because I don't want to get in trouble, um, <laughs> but she's in that age group where she's at risk. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, you know. And so, you know, so that was, it was a very scary several weeks um, waiting for her and praying for her to, to get better. And so, um, you know, the Survivor Spotlight series that we do on the show is really just to give that firsthand experience from a patient's perspective mm -hmm. of what they go through and, you know, how, how they interacted with the healthcare system, essentially, um, because, you know, it's, it's a little bit different on the other side of the coin being a healthcare worker, mm -hmm. um, you know, because, of course, I can rattle off the facts and the figures and you should do and this and that and the other. But it's entirely different to hear it from someone who has been through it and is now on the other side of that experience. So you're going to have um, these individuals I, each week? So not each week. Um, I do think I have a survivor coming on next week. Okay. Um, talking about pulmonary embolism. Um, but the way I structured the show, you know, when I invite my guests on, I just ask them, you know, pick a Thursday that works for you and, you know, and then we roll with it. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I will have survivors from time to time. Um, I have someone who is a breast cancer survivor who is confirmed. Um, I have a colon cancer survivor that I'm waiting to hear back from. Mm -hmm. I'm waiting to hear back from someone who had multiple myeloma, someone who had MS. Um, so, you know, just a variety of things that are like most chronic diseases 
um, attacking the black community and communities of color um, with more of a vengeance than with they do with non, um, you know, non uh, communities of color. Um, and just, you know, just to give that perspective, because, of course, you know, like I said, I can tell you how the textbook says it should go. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you what I have seen based upon, you know, the experience and time that I have been in the industry here. Um, but, you know, not every presentation is the same. Right. Exactly. And, you know, I always think if there is someone who has like a really weird presentation of something and they share that there may be somebody else who is having that as well. Mm-hmm. They hear this, they go and get help. And, you know, early intervention saves lives, saves lives, no matter what the disease. Awesome. So um, what did you what did you get from her testimony of uh, her telling her story? What, what did you get from her uh, in the whole thing of surviving COVID-19? So her, her presentation was different. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we usually see she was asymptomatic at first. You know, she was exposed and had a known exposure. She was exposed by one of her coworkers mm-hmm. or to one of her coworkers, I guess you should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she felt fine. She happened to take some clients of hers um, who, you know, she said, you know, we've all been exposed. Let's go and get tested. Um, luckily, she did not have any uh, challenges to getting tested. Not really. She had a little bit of some. Mm. Um, but she and all of the people that were her clients that she took with her that day, all of them got tested. All of them had COVID. Wow. Um, all of them tested positive. She was the only one who had symptoms. Mm. But she didn't have she didn't have any of the typical symptoms that we looked for at that point in time because she became ill about late March, early April. Um, so, you know, we had just been like maybe two weeks into the shutdown. The cases really weren't weren't explosive as they are now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were just kind of in the beginning of it and, and figuring out what was going on. And that's why it was it was tremendously scary for me. Um, because at that point, people that were coming into the emergency room were dying. You know, we didn't really know how to help them. We didn't have a good regimen going. We were just doing what we could based off of what we saw. How did she, um, how did she say she, how, how did she deal, how was it for her? Did she have some hard times? Or was she struggling? So, yeah. Um, so she developed, so she was exposed and then a few days later was tested and then a few days after that, got her result that she was positive. So this all took place in a week where she felt fine. Mm-hmm. She said about three, maybe four days after that, she developed um, this severe headache mm-hmm. that was persistent. She said no matter what she took, no matter what she did, it ached when she lay down. It ached when she woke up in the morning. This headache was just there with her for, you know, three or four days. Um, she never really had a fever. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did lose her uh, sense of smell and taste, um, and she said that that lingered on for about 12 weeks, actually, um, where everything tasted like cardboard. I've heard that. Um, yeah, she did have some shortness of breath, and that shortness of breath was worse at night. Um, and so, you know, th- these are just all things that is not the typical presentation um, and everyone is different. That's what I'm learning from being on the the caretaker side of this. Um, and so, you know, she was very, very encouraging about people getting tested. Um, 
very encouraging about this being a very real thing to go through because I still think that there are a lot of people who um, don't quite grasp how serious and how deadly this thing can be. Yep. Um, because, you know, there are things that we see from a distance, that this is something that's happening to those people over there. And we're hearing the reports, but not necessarily seeing like the film footage that the nurses and the doctors are seeing daily. So, right. Sure, that has a large part to play in it. Sure. But, you know, this is someone who, you know, she works in an office. So, you know, not necessarily a high risk environment there. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, this can happen to anybody. And that's what she was saying. You know, she was like, take it seriously. You know, wear your mask, wash your hands, do your social distancing. and get tested. So, Doc, let me and ask you. Go ahead. Yeah. So, let me ask you, because I know we're going to have to go into this break for the station uh, FCC thing, but just before they do sure. that, let me ask you this. If anyone, mm-hmm. you know, if anyone, what would you tell the people that are out there that's recently diagnosed with COVID-19, you're just finding out, what do you tell a person to do? What would be your guidelines if they just find out they were diagnosed with COVID-19? So, that all depends on if you have symptoms or if you don't. Mm-hmm. So if you are not experiencing symptoms but have tested positive, we are recommending that you quarantine for 14 days. So, you know, you minimize your contact with people inside your home and most certainly with the community at large. Mm -hmm. Um, If you must go out, wear a mask. That's for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, wear a mask. Now, if you are symptomatic, it depends on what your symptoms are. Um, There is a treatment regimen that we have now that is proving to be effective. We are seeing great success with that. Um, That's that drug that I was telling y'all about way months ago called remdesivir. Mm -hmm. Um, We are reserving that for the most critically ill, the ventilated patient. Mm -hmm. Um, We're recommending steroids um, for that. And then also for people who are somewhat mild, like my aunt's case was, um, just the symptomatic treatment. Where, you know, if you feel achy, you take something for pain. If you're coughing, you take something for that. If you have fever, you take something for that. Um, and, you know, stay hydrated, most certainly, because that's the case with any viral infection. Okay. That dehydration can make you feel worse and can make your course last longer. And can be, you know, dehydration can be um, can be deadly. Okay. So, she, Doc, we're going to have to take this FCC break right quick. Just it just take a second. Then yep. we're going to bring you back and then we're going to let you close it out, okay? Sure. All right. No problem. Okay. okay. You are tuned into WWE Peakville. AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. All right, Doc, take up where you left off at. I'm sorry about that. Oh, wow. That was, you, when you said quick, you were not kidding. <laughs> we have to do that for the FCC so they won't come get us. Yeah, we don't want any problems with the feds. Mm-hmm. That, that you just don't. <laughs> we just don't want. Not at all. Not at all. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about, you know, treatment if you are COVID positive, And it does, it varies mm-hmm. um, because in as many um, symptoms and as many presentations there are, there are as many ways to treat it. Mm. Um, you know, and that's the thing that has been the most challenging with this um, is that it has presented itself in so many different ways that we still don't have a good handle on a rhyme or reason to this to this to this illness. Mm. So I can't say, 
um, for sure, 100% of the time, that if you are young and healthy, you'll get this, maybe you won't have symptoms, or they will be mild. Because we have seen in the news, young, healthy people have, have been killed by this. Yes. Yeah. And it catches us by surprise every single time because it's not what we expected. Right. And then on the happier end of that spectrum, when we see our geriatric patients who have a chronic illness, and, you know, maybe they have high blood pressure or diabetes or something, and, you know, they're older, obviously, and they beat it, which is, you know, which is amazing. Yeah. But we still don't know why. Yeah, that is a little baffling. Um, yeah, it, I mean, this has really, you know, from from a scientific standpoint, it really is very exciting to see something new, mm-hmm. um, because it stretches our it stretches our intellect and it really challenges our talent. Because most people that go into medicine like to solve problems, and so this one has this one is the Rubik's cube of Rubik's cubes, mm. um, and really, really is challenging the best and brightest minds um, in medicine today. And so that is somewhat exciting to see, of course. It is it is devastating to see the damage that this is doing to people mm-hmm. um, and to families and to communities. Um, you know, with where we sit now, 150,000 Americans lost to this. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah, and climbing, so, and climbing, so, so, unfortunately. So, Doc, would you, would you say that now, um, for this moment and what's going on, is like the opportunity for the scientists and the doctors? or whoever can come up with some type of um, source of, of helping this situation, are the rock stars, the true rock stars? Because I, I hear it, you said the excitement, so you found a, a positive element to it. You said that the, you know, um, normally people get into science to come up with the answer for it. Mm-hmm. And so this is right. challenging for your mind and it's causing people to expand their mind and think in different ways. So I'm thinking of the youth too and the younger generation that, may see all of this taking place and become inspired some way to either exactly. become a scientist or a doctor or some mm-hmm. way. And it sounds like it got you, you know, pretty excited exactly. too on that element, you know? Well, you know, it, it is, it's fascinating um, in, in a way. And, you know, and of course I don't want to, to take away from, like I said, the devastation that this has caused, no, no. but just to see something that we've never seen before. I've been a doctor 20 years. We've never seen something like this. Mm. Um, and just to think to be a part of this moment from a medical standpoint where my colleagues, because somebody is going to figure this out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know who or where, but someone somewhere is, is going to get a handle of this. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's kind of very similar to the early 80s when HIV was brand new. And, you know, it was scary and it was challenging, but look where we are now. People are living with it. Mm-hmm. And it is because, you know, those, because of those early challenges and those early trials and failures and trial, trials again, um, you know, that we were able to come up with something that is, you know, it's not a cure, unfortunately, um, but, you know, just something that is helping people to live with it. Right. Um, you know, and, and that is that is an incredible thing because, you know, we're all old enough to remember when, you know, if you got HIV, that was just a death sentence. Yep. And, and, and it was nothing else. Yep. Um, you know, and so that is the fascination with medical science that I think all of us, um, you know, physicians, nurses, et cetera, have is that you can be 
in one snapshot of time with it, and then you can look and see, you know, you can look towards the future with hope, but you can also look at the past at what has happened, um, you know, before. Same thing, polio, mm. you know, back in the 1920s. Um, you know, polio, it wasn't a death sentence, but it most certainly was a disabling sentence. Um, and then, you know, Jonas Salk comes up with the vaccine and no more polio. So, so, so that, you know, that is an incredible thing, you know, that there are minds out there who can work in this way and develop these solutions to these very, very complex problems. Mm-hmm. So, Doc, um, so one other thing before you go, uh, you mentioned yeah. the polio thing. Isn't there another virus that's out now? I was trying to explain earlier today, but I didn't have the name right. Uh, that they're saying that are affecting kids, uh, something similar to like a Lyme disease of some sort. I saw on the news a new virus. I am going to have to research that one um, because I don't, I, I don't, uh, the the little children is not necessarily my wheelhouse. I am, okay. I am more so attuned to adults. Okay. Um, but so, all- yeah, so I, I'll have to research that and I can let you know about that next week. Okay. And then finally, you mentioned something about the flu is, is, about, is, is back. Yes, it is about early. to be flu season mm-hmm. again. Um, and this was the thing that, that most of us in the medical community were very, very concerned about and very, very hopeful that we would have our arms around this thing before flu season started. So, you know, just in any typical flu season, about 50,000 people will die uh, from the flu. Um, and so, you know, it is, it is not a, a benign thing that happens every season. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, you know, it is possible to be infected with COVID-19 and be infected with the flu. Wow. Um, the symptoms are very similar in profile. And so, you know, just from a, from a symptom standpoint, it will be very difficult to know what's what. And that's where we really, really need to ramp up our testing Testing needs to be, um, you know, it needs to be quicker. We need to have a quicker turnaround time. We need to have it more widely available. Um, so that way we can really sort out, you know, who's who and what's what mm. and know how to help people and give the, the appropriate recommendations with that. Because, yeah, that, that could be, I can only imagine that that could be just nightmarish um, to have that co-infection together. Right. All right, Doc. Um, well, we won't hold you any longer. Thank you so much for calling in. Keep doing, uh, much welcome. Uh, keep doing a great job on your show on Thursday. Uh, let them know what time your show airs. Thank you. So Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Uh, we are live on Real 1100 a.m. and live streaming on the Old Fashioned Health Network and on Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa Facebook page. All right, Doc. Thank you so much. You have a great day. And Thanks, Thank you. you y'all have a great week. You too. All right. You just safe. Be blessed. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, y'all. That was Dr. Carissa Hines. She has a show every Thursday called Medical Minutes. She is a part of Old Fashioned Health Network. I hope you learned something from this segment of uh, Thursday Medical Update. I have. I have as well. It was great. Yeah. So uh, when we come back, Edmund and I are going to do our little R&B thing and kind of update you on a few things that's going on in uh, uh, entertainment and regular world community. All right. We'll be right back. I want 
All right, y'all. That was I Want Your Love. That was Edmund's song. He is uh, Chic. Tell us who that was, Edmund. Chic. I Want Your Love. Were you trying to find another song? No, I gave him both of my songs. Be trying they're, they're on that same frequency. They're on that same vibe. So Okay. Well, you and know what? This next one is my song. All right. You go ahead. Do and, your thing. Uh, and I'm just going to see if you can keep up with this. I see you kind of, I don't know. I'm real mellow today. On. Is that what that is? Yeah. All right. I was, I was, I was going to get crunk, but I said, you know, I'm going to just keep it real mellow today and smooth. We'll save the crunkness for tomorrow. Friday. <laughs> All right, y'all. Here go my song. I had to go way, 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 you, way you, back. You, you went there with that one because it, it's not many songs. But you know who this artist is. That I, the voice sounds, hold on, let me, let me, let me give you who I, I hear a lot of, mm-hmm. or at least a lot of the influences. Mm-hmm. It sounds like I hear a little, See a hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me, let me, let me. I hear Vesta Williams. I hear I hear um um what's her name from the from the from the eighties um she because listen when that song came in <laughs> I, I give I give props where props is due when that song came in she was humming and I could see her singing with her mouth closed which not many people are able to do amen so then I visually went into creating even though I'd never heard the song before which is awesome uh, because it, it, you know I got it, one it allowed time. me to, you got one up on this one you know it allowed me to go back in time do you me tell you who it is now, let me finish my, my thought okay, you ask me then you can okay, have all the time okay, you want go to ahead. Who, who you I visually created a video for this okay so you can okay. yeah yeah alright now you go ahead you tell me who, who Martha Wash Martha oh you're right okay but you know what I put money on it if we talked to Vesta she was heavily influenced by Martha Wash at least they you know first cause the name of it is what I always forget the name of it again uh, our 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 engineer, uh, he—I I, I always forgot forgot the name of the song again. I forget what it's called. Is I tried. Um, 
away wait take away your space take away your space yeah wow I might have to go back and listen to that. I might have to create a piece to that mm-hmm. one right there. Because, yeah. I mean, I, I saw something. And I'm I'm actually glad that I didn't know who the artist was. Yeah. So I, I knew you were going to get put this. A visual I, I, when you said Vesta, with it. I thought you might have gotten it. Okay. Yeah. But I heard I heard a lot of Vesta Williams mm-hmm. in here. But uh, when you said you created the video, I said, mm, you ain't going to get this one. Yeah. Oh, I can create a, a video for Martha Washington. Now, wait a minute. You nah. think you can create a video for Martha Washington? Listen. Okay. I, if, if if the energy is there and it's right, I can create a video for anybody. Well, I saw you I, I saw you rocking side to side like we was having church when she came in humming. Yeah, she was humming. Bro, she, she, was, she got that's in my call ear. That's why I was like, and you was trying to talk. I'm like, no, nah, let me hear it. He was like, you ain't never heard it? Okay, no, I haven't, but that's I want all, to hear it. Let me hear the song that so I can is, process it. That is organic. Non genetically modified, yes. Music. Now, that right there had no GMO whatsoever Ever. in it. All right, y'all. Listen, I think Evan's next song is next, so that's what we try to do, y'all. We try to we make it a little heavy on the front end on Thursday, medical update, and then we go back and, and try to sing you all up out of here till, till tomorrow. And then need some really good vibes until tomorrow. Now, tomorrow vibes. I will be crunk because I'm gonna tomorrow. be listening to a different song coming to work tomorrow. It won't be no s- slow, smooth groove. I'm coming in here. Listen, it's Friday, okay? All right. All right. Well, all right. So we got your next song coming up. What we got? We'll be right back. All right.
Hi, I'm Dr. Carissa Hines of Medical Minutes with Dr. Carissa, and I'm here to help you make sense of medicine. Join me every Thursday at 11 a.m. for clear, informative conversations about health issues. Don't be intimidated by fancy medical speak. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. to learn what questions to ask your doctor about your medical conditions. Call me and let's talk about your health. Tune in on Real 1100 AM. You can also call in at 404-603-8770 with your medical questions. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Old Fashioned Health Show. Good health inside and out. Edmund, that was a good one. I love that song. Yo, that was the Jones Girls, Nights Over Egypt. Um, they released that in 1981. My dad put me on that at a young age. He used mm-hmm. to play that around the house with the record player <laughs> going. Just a smooth sound, the clarity in their voice. They killed it. Did the thing. You know, so you know our engineer just not gonna be outdone. You know, he's gonna he say he raised his hand, he said he, he got, got a, one he for got us. one for he us. got one for us. Before you give us your son, let me just read these recalls really quick. Uh so these are just some food recalls that are going on. I'm, I'm trying to I'm gonna try to we're gonna try to um keep you all updated on the food recalls because there's a lot of them that's going on. So just quickly, Taylor Farm issued a recall of products containing onions because of a possible health risk. Uh, Giant Eagle Volunteer issued August 1st recall on onions prepared. Onions and prepared foods using onions as a potential due to uh, salmonella contamination. This is Eagle Giant is the name of the brand. And uh, so I've never heard of this, but it's uh, HEB issues a recall for blue cheese salmon burgers due to undeclared wheat. So in other words, if you want those people to have a wheat allergy, can't eat, can't do any type of wheat Mm -hmm. products, the salmon burgers that they make, unintentionally has weed in them so they okay. have to let people know so you won't end up getting sick behind it on that note we're gonna go and let uh dj he said he got a song he won't slide in on the game so what you got dj Let's see what he talking about i know right Too busy Girl, when we first started 
right. That was a good one, Jerry. That yo. was that was an absolutely yo, yo. that was a good hit. You, you hit it with that one, brother. Yeah, man. You Had hit to. it with that one. That was. We, Perfect. We Give have him a, that artist. Give him that artist. Uh, Kenny Lattimore, yeah, man. Kenny Lattimore. I feel like, you know, we have so much stuff going on, but we must, you know, remind our listeners and also our loved ones that we never too busy for them. Never, never too, too busy. busy. We never Even though too we busy. say we stay busy and all that, we do, but never too busy. Yeah. <laughs> That was, yo. Know, that was that was that was a good one there. That was a good one. That was perfect. I, I appreciate that. Uh, sometimes you need to be reminded. Never too busy. Appreciate that, man. Yes, sir. So listen, uh, y'all heard my recalls that I, I gave you. I, I would ask you to go to FDA.org and you can find a list of all these food recalls. I suggest that you look at them at least periodically, uh, maybe once a week just to see. Because even they got the hand sanitizer. I don't. I don't have the list for you. But if you go to FDA.org and you'll see all of the recalls on different uh, on the the list of recalls they have for the hand sanitizer. But if I can play my song next and then try to find it for you right quick, I'll, I'll kind of run it down to you, the list. But I was trying to do the first recall. But anyway, so this is my song. I know any any of these songs I pick, I can't go wrong. I know already. So here you go. I that was song. uh you know Anita just I'ma listen to Anita when I go home. I'm, Man, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, listen to this. Don't even I, wait I till you like, go home, put her on in the car. Yeah, That's and I do have I have some Anita tracks in my car and I'm going I'm gone. Yeah. The songstress. Miss Anita like Baker. I'm at church. All right. <laughs> All right, y'all. We've had an amazing show today. It's been Thank great. Thank you, Dr. Hines, Dr. Uh, Dr. Hines, Dr. Alexander, for some absolutely great information that we need. That's what we do on Thursday. We provide medical updates, yep. uh, all things COVID and everything else that's going on in between. We ask you all to please wear your mask, social distance, especially to my African-American brothers and sisters, because it's hitting us the worst. There's no sugarcoating it. Please take care of yourself. And because the flu, the flu is out now, ramp up your increase your vitamin C intake and your vitamin D. That's the only thing water. that I know. And, <laughs> and your water. But those, those three things... Please just increase them a little bit. That's yeah. it's not going to cure, but it's, at least you have something to fight with if something happens. Yeah. How about that? Exactly. If you what is you you, you get you have ready, a few tools. Your your words stay get ready. Uh, no, no, those are my brother's words. Okay. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Right. There we go. Because right. if you don't, then you just a left beep. <laughs> I can't. All right, y'all. This is Alvin and Edmund on the real eleven hundred. A place in their heart.
Thank you for listening to this special edition of Old Fashioned Health on The Real 1100. We hope the information provided will help in every way possible. For more information, please visit oldfashionedhealth.com. Tune in at this time next week and stay safe.